Good morning, my Cope 100 family and friends. I hope you're all doing well. I feel we must really, really be grateful today for another second, another minute, another hour, another anything right now. Every turn I turn, I hear some bad news. Every hair I hear, someone has passed away. Can you imagine children losing their parents? parents bearing the children it's really really a perilous time we're living in right now so for those of us who aren't doing right by ourselves and doing right by others we need to change things up this world we're living in things have changed a lot it's never too late to change to a better you it's never too late to forgive it's never too late to do good so even if you've been doing bad knowingly or unknowingly it's time to change we have to change we should not covet our neighbors be bad mind jealous plot evil wickedness tell lies on people we have to do good and live good because remember what we sow we will reap i remember my grandmother used to say if you sow peas do not expect to plant corn or if you spread your bed hard you will lie on it hard you know, so we have to be very, very careful right now and support each other. We see a lot of people walking around. They're looking fine. They, some of them are like zombies. They just put on a show to cope with the day or cope with whatever they have to get on with and get back home. And they cry. They drown their sorrows in alcohol, possibly drugs, anything they can. Or they misbehave. We must try so hard to support each other. And there are times when you don't hear from someone and you're probably thinking they haven't called me. You can call them as well and want because sometimes people are just not well or they're just not well enough to even pick their phone up. Their phone might have cut off or they just can't use their phone at all. Anything is possible, but we have to really try and see how we can be better people for this world and for each other. Some of us, we haven't seen people for a while and we're waiting for them to contact us. We can make the first move as well. Even though there are times when people are removed from your life for different reasons and you have to let them go. But there are special people put in your life for special reasons and seasons. So the people put in your life when you're in preschool or you're in even university, they possibly were there for a season and where you're going, you can't take them with you. However, there are people who are meant to be in your life for quite a long time. So you can check on each other. But if you see you're checking on people, they really don't want to be checked on or they really don't want to be hanging around you anymore. It's okay to let them go. You know, don't take blame for everything to say, oh, I haven't, I have tried my best. This person haven't, doesn't want to speak with me. It's okay. Maybe you and them just not on the same level anymore. They don't want to be with you anymore. Where they're going, they can't take you. It's okay. Don't take things personal. Sometimes we take things so personal and work ourselves up. Some of the illnesses we have, it comes from stress. We stress ourselves over so many things. That we've got no control over so don't take life too seriously just love yourself and live well live good so when i look back on you know i'm updating you about my recovery 
I am so super excited to hear my own voice. So sometimes I talk to people and they said, your voice has come back. But because my voice was almost missing for so long, it would appear that psychologically, I possibly can't remember what it was like before to know if it's really back. But a lot of people have said to me, your voice has come back. There's something about me still feeling and hearing hoarseness in my voice. That doesn't matter. There is a sound and there is a tone. I mean, I can say, do re mi fa so la ti do. Couldn't do that before. So I'm really, really grateful this morning for everything. I'm grateful I could take a breath in and breathe out. I spoke to my doctor this week and she revealed to me something I didn't know that happened to me in hospital. And I thought, my gosh, if I wasn't grateful before, I must be extra grateful now. And some of the things I didn't know about what happened in hospital, it could have been for the best. So I'm not taking anything personal. I'm focusing on the future and now. But when I heard that, I realized why people were so worried for me. I was sleeping, so I had no time to worry. I didn't know what was happening. So the people around me knew what was happening and they were really, really worried. So now that I'm getting some information, though it's bitty, it could be for the best. So I'm not forcing myself, you know. So when I heard that and I rang a friend of mine to say, did you know this happened? She said, yeah. I'm like, wow. I said to her, please tell me because I don't know. Yeah, so I was really, really in a bad way. So sometimes we can't give up on life. I remember when I was sleeping, it appeared to be either a dream or was or I was not in my body. Something happened. This very bright, it's like a neon light. It's almost white until it was almost blue. Very bright light. Couldn't keep my eyes open. And I remember in the dream, whilst I was sleeping, so whether it was a dream, whether it's, I don't know what happened, but I'll tell you that memory. I was in the bed and a nurse and a doctor were talking and the nurse said, oh, I can, I can look after her. The other one said, okay, right, we can stay back and look after her. In the blink of an eye, I was way, way up in the sky looking down but I couldn't see the people they were so tiny but I could hear them and it sounded like they were thousands of miles away but I could hear them still talking while I'm traveling way up and I remember saying to them I thought you said you would look after me what happened and they panicked and they because they weren't paying me any attention they were talking and they didn't realize I traveled and I said I thought you were looking after me what happened and they panicked and said, oh, I'll come, I'll come. But by this, I was way up wherever I was going. I had arrived. And it was a space where I could not see much. It was like I was in an elevator. But there were other people around me. But they were lying down, I think, as well. And you could hear trolleys pushing this, that. There was this massive door. And it, it was a space that there was nothing underneath me. And I remember a voice said, why did you send her up here? It's not her turn. And I don't remember if anyone replied. And another voice said, she has to go back. It's not her turn. And after that, I think they were looking, they started looking after me again. And I thought, what's going on here? Why couldn't move? I just stayed in that, in that time. And 
I don't know what happened after that, but that was a quite a vivid dream I had. And I had many other vivid dreams, but whether they were real or not real, I don't know. So what I get from that is, even though the things that happened to me in hospital, which were possibly near death, it wasn't my time. When our time comes, it comes. So we don't need to fear death. If you're meant to die by a truck or die by falling off a tree, you won't die by hitting a car. When we were born, our destiny was already ordained. What is to be will be. If it's not your time, it's just not your time. So I believe I got a second chance at life and I will grab it with both arms and both legs with everything I've got and things that I possibly used to give my energy to is, is not possible anymore. I have to think about the best life I can live and just deal with that, not looking back on the past. But when I look back on the past, it really strengthened me and propelled me further into a brighter future because I'm so proud of who I am today. When I used to go to school, one of the earliest memories I have of going to school was one day I was going in a shop because we had no electric, any electricity at the time. And my mom sent me to the shop to buy kerosene oil to put in a lamp. And we had to use this home, sweet home lampshade to cover the lamp so the, the, the flame doesn't burn out. So I was in the shop and I can't remember if I was about five. I wasn't in a primary school yet. I was in basic school we call it that you go until you're around six you go to primary school and i was in the shop waiting to be served by this lady called miss e and a very tall guy called his initial is i he was a grown man took his hand and was putting it underneath my skirt to touch me and i used the bottle which was a glass bottle smashed him in his head because he was stooping down and broke the bottle and ran out the shop. The lady who owned the shop ran after me and cussed me out and said, you little girl, you have no manners. Don't come back in the shop. She didn't ask me what happened. So things like that, when I remember from what I see, I was a fighter from that early age. I didn't just sit down and be passive and let people just take advantage of me. As well, when I was in primary school, I was very bright. I was always standing out, tall everything. So they like to pick on people who don't fit in the invisible box. So when you get picked on so much, you could be certain it's a sign that you're special. So don't sit back and play a pity party and say, poor little me, look what they do. You be strong. They would wind up papers and throw and hit me in my head in the class. They would box my book off the desk. They would do all these things to me. And I just took my cool just held my cool and think you know what what don't kill me make me stronger because i was already getting beaten at home i said i ain't gonna get beating in school i've had enough beating so they could do me anything from monday to thursday and friday i would not touch them but when it comes to friday evening i'll wait by the school gate and i'll have it out with them so this leone you see today it's not the Leone of those days. I was so angry growing up because I was being battered as a child, severely battered. I would be beaten for even, I don't even know what. And I was not a rude child. I was very obedient. So um, 
sometimes everybody have different parenting skills but i'm telling you i would not want to relive my childhood the one i had so those things that weren't favorable that happened to me helped to shape me into the woman i am today it helped to give me resilience strength and helped me to be the lioness and the leader that i am so a lot of people who struggle and go through a lot of roughness and badness in their young lives they turn out to be really good we had to go to the bushes in the morning wake up four or five o'clock go to the bushes in the grass which is wet to look after the cows look after the animals feed the pigs do all these things bring wood fire or firewood some people call it to make breakfast milk the cow to make milk to cook i'm telling you and i remember i reminded my mom the other day of a time when she had nothing to give us to eat no money and we i don't think my other sisters were there yet because they're much younger so a friend of mine and myself walked halfway, which is miles, to meet my mom halfway lunchtime to eat fried dumpling and mackerel. So she f brought some food that she cooked to give us. So no matter what happened and all the roughness I had, I focus on the good things. I look on the bad things to get strength from it, but I don't dwell on the bad things. I focus on the good things that I can remember. She made sure we didn't go without. We had food. As long as we had food, that's all that mattered to them at that time. Our emotional well-being wasn't really too in, focused on it. At least we can feed the kids. Because my mom or dad, they didn't go to university. They were classed as poor. My family was classed as poor. I had to stand up because there ain't nothing poor about me. I'm not claiming poverty. I am the daughter of the Most High. God, how could I be poor? I am royalty. So ain't nothing poor about me. So I've never thought I am poor. I lived that life and I believe that I'm royalty and that's the end of it. So those little things helped me to be strong. So when I was lying in hospital, ain't no way I was going to lie there and go poor little me. Look what's happened. I had to fight. I have to fight. I got my kids to think about those two little ones and the other adult ones. When you have children, you have to really fight. You can't just lie down. However, if it was my time, it just would be my time. And I know the kids there would be, would be prepared for because I wouldn't be the first person to pass away and leave my kids. But it was not my time. But whilst we have time on earth, I just want people to really utilize it properly. Do the right thing. Because whatever you do in the dark, it will come to light. I see something happen to someone the other day and I had to shake my head and pray for them because this person lied against me and was used to do something to me and the same thing happened to her. And I wasn't gloating. I said, look at that. What you sow, you reap. Sometimes you're messing with anointed people and you haven't got a clue. Touch not the Lord's anointed. You see me, you don't know me. You think you know me, you don't know me. And when something is ordained for you nobody can take it from you so we want to be careful what we do and i tell you there's a song in jamaica i'm gonna sing it for you if anybody from jamaica know it can't remember who sing it but it goes like this them a one day christian them a one day christian 
Six days a week, they're doing all kind of wrong. Sunday, dress up in a white, with Bible in the hand. Oh Lord, them a one day Christian. And that song translated mean, they are one day, they're Christians only on Sunday. On this Sunday, they dress up in white, go to church, but throughout the week, six days a week, they do all kinds of wrong. So the people are calling themselves Christian or whatever other religion. As I said, I don't do religion. I'm a spiritual person. If you know you're saying it, act it. Be set apart. Set some example. Let someone say, how she live like that or how you live like that? I don't want to live like that. Wow. Encourage people. So on Sunday you go or wherever saturday you go and say oh lord hallelujah this that allah so and so and from monday to saturday you do terrible things it doesn't work like that you have to be consistent you're either this or you're either that so just remember do good and good will follow you thank you